Did you just say hello? Nope, said hello. It's close enough. You're a worm, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. You don't by any chance know the way through this labyrinth, do you? Nah, I'm just a worm. Come inside, meet the missus. I have to solve my way through this labyrinth, but there ain't no turns or anything. It just goes on and on and on. It's full openings. It's just you ain't seeing them. Well, where are they? There's one just across right there. Come inside, have a cup of tea. But there ain't no turns or anything. Of course there is. You try walking through it, see what I mean. Go on then. Hey, hang on. Don't go that way. Never go that way. Kept on going that way. Should have gone straight to the castle. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jesse. And welcome to our show. A Nameless Production. And today, can you guess or who we are? We are diving into the labyrinth. Um, this is the ballroom scene. Yeah. We went full labyrinth today with Sarah and Jareth, and I have my magic marbles, and I took us to the masquerade ball, and goblin that's where we are. Goblin king. Yes, because I'm the goblin king. Goblin king. king. <laughs> I'm basically a goblin. Yeah, and I don't know where little Toby is right now, but... He's with the goblins. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe of the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Hoodoo. Hoodoo, and you do. Do what? Uh -huh. Remind me of the babe. Okay, well, it's been a while. As a child growing up, this was my favorite movie. It was amazing. I loved it. The whole thing, it was just exciting. I want the door knockers. Oh, God. I want the Those door knockers. Those are amazing. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's like 80s green screen, so don't be expecting, like, crazy shit. Right, right. But, oh, my gosh. It was the most amazing movie at that time, and even to this day, I could watch it over and over again. And we were inspired by the mask that we wore during our Mike Pinto interview. Yeah. Which we will have for you guys later in our episode. We will, and that was a really good time. Um, we recorded that a little while ago, so I'm happy that we were finally able to get to our 49th episode so that we could go all out, you know, like Jesse and I like to do. We like to really put our effort into it. We took the whole day again, yep. and we came in, we set up, you know, got our costumes together. Jesse pretty much made her whole costume. <laughs> she even cut the hair and everything. Um, luckily, mine was just like a dress, um, oh, wait, we have the perfect outfit for you. <laughs> There's a fucking ball gown with poofy sleeves and everything. It's literally it a wedding is. dress. Look. <laughs> I mean, we just had that in a bag in a fireplace in our studio. And I think we can uh, thank Carrie Bedoya. Oh, okay. She's uh, a family friend of ours, and she donated a bunch of costumes to us. Dang, donated costumes are like uh, one of Jesse and I, <laughs> our dreams. Oh, my God. And we were going through all our shit today, and we're like, oh, we, dang, we're we not even... not dress up enough. Yeah, we had big plans, and then we got really busy. We kind of, like, slowed down on our themes and our dressing up, and that's our therapy. You know, we used to do it once a week. Like, we would come in, and we would deck out. And again, if you're listening to this and not watching this, because yeah. we know a lot of people, a lot of you listen and don't watch, at least go on our Instagram, A Nameless Production, and look at the photos. I'm David Bowie today. Yep, I'm and David I'm Bowie. Sarah. <laughs> I'm Jareth, she is Sarah, and it's whole shebang. And yes, we used to do this once a week, like, full on shenanigans. And then we got busy, we started doing things and sometimes things became a job and then we forgot to have fun and so, so this is nice. A huge part of why that went away, one was we were doing the interviews and to do the interviews we go out. It's a lot easier to catch people at a show than it is to arrange for a time for them to come to our studio. We would love to have people involved in this. Oh yeah, anybody who wants to be involved, if you're an artist and you want to be on our show, hit us up. Bring it on. We also enjoy going out and seeing the people perform and being there for all of those parts as well. One of the things was I 
was not doing very well health-wise. I got really sick in February around Cali vibes, and I was on medication since then, and I quit taking that medication, and it was a game changer, and I feel a lot better now, and it saved me when I needed it, but there is a time limit on that pill, and my doctor ignored the time limit until I got in a fight with my sister. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck, I gotta quit taking these meds. These are terrible. I quit taking them, and now I'm better. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying. <laughs> I was taking a medication for my stomach for gastroparesis, and I'm not taking it now, and I look better, I feel better, and I have more energy. With more energy, we are able to go back to our therapy of weird shenanigans. Agree. Agree, because man, I missed this. And like today I felt pretty good myself. I went and I got acupuncture. It was, you know, it was weird because they're putting needles like in your hand here and here and here and here. No, and here's, here. you have to say the spots. Oh, sorry. Well, you guys guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So they're putting needles like in your arm, in your thumb, um, a little bit on your forearm up on your shoulder, in your neck, on your toes, your big toe. She did it on my back, on my stomach. You know, I had to flip over each time. So 15 minutes, I sat there each time with those needles in there. I left and I was tired. Parts of my arm hurt a little bit. And so she's like, no, you just need to rub it out. By the time I came here to the studio to meet up with Jesse when that when it happened, is I was like, Dang, I kind of feel really good. My pain kind of subsided as the day went on. And by that night, I was like, dang, we should go out. We should go do something. Acupuncture worked um, for like three days. I felt really good. And like on the fourth day, I was like, oh, I kind of feel things tensing up a little bit, doing the weird shit again. So tomorrow, I'll go again. They said you could go two times a week. So for now, I'll just go two times a week until... Maybe it, forever. I don't know. <laughs> until, until she figures out <laughs> until why. Until I figure out what the heck is happening. Yeah. I like those kind of solutions where, I mean, yeah, it, it is annoying when they say it's diet and exercise, but you can control a lot of things with diet and exercise. You You'll can. still have the issues, but then you can do like the homeopathic stuff and the hippie shit, yeah. as I like to call it. Those things do work and they do help. You'll still have the underlying issue. But you won't be dealing with as many things that hold you back from your day-to-day -day life. Right. I was I was able to do a lot of things just because I took that 30 minutes to go do that. And it's really cool because a lot of even insurance companies will offer acupuncture. And I, I, I highly recommend it now that I've tried it. She um, was like, damn, I should have tried it before. I should have, <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my God, you should try it. What? You have this? You should try acupuncture. You know, because, I mean, <laughs> at this point... I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, so acupuncture it is for now. Um, Along with the rest of the other shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm eating right. I'm drinking lots of water. Well, I'm still taking going to vitamin, the doctor, go, I mean. Well, I'm going to the doctor. Yeah, she's still doing... Yeah, I didn't give up all together and be like, nah, I'll just do acupuncture. <laughs> I mean, the Not old the me, me would have fucking done that. I would have been like, nah, cool. So they're this not going to help me today, then I'm done. Like, I used to do that, like, one time, go to the doctor, they're not helping me, then screw you. <laughs> the peace out. Yeah, exactly. These solutions came right after <laughs> we were very tired, and we went to the Slightly Stupid Fortunate Youth Show, and then we went to Surf Rodeo. That and was a long weekend. Melissa had Allison down, a house guest, her best friend. And then was, we made her go to Surf Rodeo with us. And it was like right at that weekend where we had all of these plans. We were supposed to be doing interviews at that show. But we both felt so shitty. And we were both so exhausted <laughs> yeah. that it was like overwhelming how hard that weekend was. I had to use a cane. I literally walked with a cane. And I needed it very badly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I drove, that weekend I drove like 10 hours and my arms and my, like my nerves and shit are not liking that one bit. They were like, nah, but, but you, we had to, we had plans and we also made like a commitment. commitment. So we decided, all right, well, no matter what we're going to feel like on Monday, we're going to do everything that we said we were going to do. And honestly, it it's really nice, and it was memorable, and it was cool, and it was a good time. Yeah, really um, 
I, I definitely wish that uh, Five Point Amphitheater would change their seating a little bit <laughs> and give you like at least another two feet of space. Like maybe they're going to have to knock out 20 people from being at the show, but <laughs> everybody else will row. be a little bit comfortable. <sighs> I get very claustrophobic. So if you get claustrophobic, it's it's rough. You're in between Melissa's everybody. funny. She's like, let's go to a show every weekend. But also, I hate people. I don't like going out. Don't let anybody touch me. And why is there a crowd? <laughs> so on Friday, after I got acupuncture, I wasn't like that at all. So I decided that every time before I go to a show, I'm going to go get acupuncture in the morning. That's pretty good. Do it. And then I'll feel good and I'll feel happy and you, you don't feel all... Argh. It like literally made me feel like airy, if you if that makes sense. Yeah. If anybody understands. Like if you have something going on, you're always clenched and you're always like... Argh. And then when, that, when they do that, you're like... Argh. It's like such a release. It was a really nice release for a while. And so if you're looking for that, um, that's something you should try. You oh, should try it. Yes, <laughs> We went to Five Point Amphitheater. I like amphitheaters. And do you want to know what I don't like very much is Bayfest. I hate Bayfest. Oh, my God. Bayfest is probably the worst. It's a very hard venue to go to. I have to sometimes use a cane now. Yeah. I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. My joints pop out. It's a legit thing. Bayfest as a venue fucking hurts. Yeah. You have to be... If you're, like, young and you like that type of shit and you like to be, like... You want to go drink outside on a lawn all day? Where there's somebody, like, by your head and you need to go to the bathroom, but you have to swim through 800,000 people to get to the bathroom? Fucking... Bayfest was rough. Um, (laughs) We went in... We went last year in 2021, and it was not a good time. I chipped a tooth at Bayfest. Yeah. From I, other people acting a fool. There's nowhere to sit. I almost there's got nothing. in a fight with a grown man because he wouldn't stop jumping and rubbing on me and talking to me. Yeah. Bayfest did not leave us with a happy taste in I our will, mouth. I will tell you one thing. You can actually go back on our YouTube channel, and you can look up the Bayfest uh, <laughs> one. And we will tell you how much we hated it. That wasn't a, a place that we decided we wanted to go again. So the point of our rant is that we are a little bit disappointed because our canceled Dirty Heads show got rescheduled. They changed it from Petco Park to Bayfest. And yeah. that is a very huge downgrade. Yeah, stadium versus a festival is just... <laughs> we didn't have good vibes or experiences there. No. So our Dirty Heads show was rescheduled from Petco Park to Bayfest and now we're having to decide if we're gonna go and oh, that is such no. a hard thing. We already thing. decided. I would rather get that money back and pay to go see them at a place of my choosing. I, yeah. I don't feel that bait and switching is a good way to handle a reschedule. I agree. I didn't pay to go to Bayfest. And I we paid would to not go to have. Park. I, yeah. There would have been, we would have said no. We would have been like, nah, we're cool. So that that was a bummer, especially as Dirty Sisters. <laughs> yeah, because fuck, we love Dirty Heads. Like, Dirty Heads is my all-time favorite band. Like, I love them. I know every single one of their songs. I fucking love them. And they have new songs. Yeah, and performing. I fucking want to see it. And I'm mad because... Uh, Having to, like, walk with a cane now when I go to festivals or concerts and stuff. Bayfest seems like the meanest place I could go to myself. Like, that, yeah. that is painful to choose to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a disappointment in music news. <laughs> in music news. We're disappointed. We don't know if anybody else is. No, we, we know do know. other people are. are dis- so. <laughs> yeah, we do know there's other people disappointed, and it was the people who experienced it with us in 2021 who were like, nah, we didn't pay for that. We're not going to, yeah. to a Bayfest show. We'll catch them somewhere else. Yeah. Sorry, Dirty Heads. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Dirty Heads. I don't know. Yeah, so on to bigger and better happy things. So in good news <laughs> is that there's all kinds of new songs coming out. Um, Dirty Heads has new music, and it is enjoyable. We talked about the music video before. But uh, <laughs> Life's Been Good is a new one, and then they have new stuff that's dropping. Jared drops hints on his Instagram all the time if you follow Jared Watson. Other people who have new songs, one that I'm super stoked about is Through the Roots has the song No Friends, and that music video, I've probably watched it myself 
50 times just because it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I have to watch it. I used to love music videos, and I never watch them for some reason. Oh, man, that one gets me giggling Where do you watch every music time. videos? On YouTube. Oh, okay. And I just type it in, Through the Roots, No Friends. That music video, it's like a guy who lives alone on the beach, <laughs> and he's just getting high with a teddy bear he won at a fucking carnival. And that is a really great music video. Good job, you guys. <laughs> a bless. <laughs> also, we got to talk to Mike Pinto. And that was amazing. Yeah, Mike Pinto's been around for a really long time in the reggae scene. Um, he used to tour all the time. And then, you know, he kind of slowed down. And then the reggae scene took off. And it was like... Yeah. And then he's like, wait, what? So he's like, in the middle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we got to catch up with him where now, instead of being on tour, he, he already lived the tour life. As a musician, and he tells us all about it in the interview, but just as like a precursor to that, he talks about the different stages of being a musician, and it's kind of broken down into he focus he switched his focus from touring to helping other people create music. So he's been doing music for right. years and years and years and years <laughs> and years and years, and yeah. he'll tell you all the fuck about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Hello. Oh, we got a little Mardi Gras theme. Hey. Will you introduce yourself? Yeah, introduce <laughs> yourself. Who are you, Andy uh, I'm Mike Pinto, and I've been playing this reggae rock genre with a little twist of East Coast fall, uh, folk and soul uh, for a long time now, about 15 years. I've been doing this, and uh, I, I lived in San Diego. Teen, I was there for 12 years. Where do you um, live now? That being... <laughs> Now, now I live in New Jersey, in Central Jersey, also known as the Jersey Shore. Ah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I know. Uh, I try to say the beaches of New Jersey to throw people off, but I have to. I have to be honest with you from here on out. Now that I'm late. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh well, that's uh, once I once I got off the road, this whole genre popped off like crazy. It, you mentioned you. We're on the road before, and now you're doing songwriting and working from more from home. How do mm -hmm. you maintain an income with music? Oh, uh, it's I, I've been pretty fortunate. Somehow I got my music out to a lot of people early on. So um, I've been able to be a musician just with like iTunes and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically wrote and produced everything uh, except with my uh, a friend Chuck Treese is the other guy who plays with G Love now and is the only guy I kind of, you know, did writing splits with. So with me, I just put out a lot of records and, um, you know, pushed and toured for long enough where it did have like a residual effect. And then uh, In, I like, got to admit, I got to get or streams. Yeah. Downloads and streams. Yeah. So that that kept me going enough to pay my bills. That's good. And, uh, you know. I was still playing shows regionally. I was still playing in Arizona and California and the West Coast, Texas, but it just wasn't like it was before where I was touring 200 days a year, you know? Dang. But, so where was a lot of days. Right? <laughs> like, do you have a favorite uh, place that you played, um, a favorite venue or favorite state or something like that? Yeah, I mean, SoCal is, is always been so good to me and i felt like they really accepted me especially being from a guy uh being from the east coast in philly which is a tough city for this genre still so to go there and san diego just like embrace me as one of their own and uh, that that's been great i mean florida is always great colorado is great i'm finally getting back to colorado I, I love playing anywhere i don't i don't care as long as people care and yeah. are there and excited um so like, like to that. say, you know, I think I've had the best opportunities in the places that I've been. Um, some awesome festivals, even like Cal North Carolina. I did like Cali, Cali Roots when they did it in Carolina and it went off uh, in Wilmington. Um, so, I mean, I love the city of Wilmington. I love playing there. Cali Roots, Carolina, which was 10 years ago. So, you know, you folks don't forget. You don't forget, which is great. And, uh, uh you know i just i just played in guam which is crazy to say uh people wow. are like where the hell is guam but i i played there that's got to be up there in special places in my heart too, right. because <laughs> i just i just this is we're going back to a little t 
time called MySpace days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, when somebody from Guam asked me to come out and, uh, and play. And I went out and did like two sold out shows, like three, 400 people each night. From then, I didn't realize when I left, you know, like they played me on the radio oh, for like four years. I'm just, find, I'm just finding this out now. Oh, cool. Um, which I can't even imagine how much that costs and like, you know, record labels pay for that. So I got it for free somehow. I got lucky for being somebody who has no idea what the hell he's doing. So. <laughs> That's fair. But then you learn as you go. And once you do it, you have sure. the experience and you can go back and look and say, oh, okay, I guess I knew enough to make it through it. And now you can do it again. Yeah. And, and you work hard to get where you are too. So that makes sense as well. So even if you don't even know what you're doing, you're working hard to get there. So you're, you've earned it either way. I mean, I've definitely worked hard. There's, you know, I never was willing to be, you know, to really go for it um, as far as joining labels. I always just wanted some sort of independence. Yeah. Like fiercely, fiercely independent. Um, I don't know why that got in my head as a young person. I only really had like one manager my whole career and it was not only for a few years. The whole idea for me of being a musician is the freedom of it. And then so it seems counterintuitive for me to like be forced to go on the road all the time for your entire life. In the beginning, you mentioned you were on tour 200 days out of the year. So how does it feel mm -hmm. being home now versus being on tour? Well, right now it feels good to be home. I don't know. I just want to win in life. I don't want to just win in my career because you just hear these stories over and over again and people who like oh look they're doing so great in their jobs and their rest of especially music and the rest of lives are in shambles um right that I is something i didn't want that the the home work balance is a big one and it's always kind of surreal to like we follow you know all of you artists on instagram and stuff and you see the goodbye like you see the photos when you guys are leaving your yeah. families and it's almost like dang we're gonna borrow you so that we can go have live yeah. music. Yeah. Sometimes it, it feels weird as a fan where you're like, damn, I feel a little guilty. Yeah, I feel a little <laughs> guilty. Like, what's their family doing like, uh, without them? <laughs> thank you for letting us borrow yeah, you sometimes. We appreciate, family. Your, yeah. we appreciate your music. People, people do say something. They say that to my wife sometimes, you know, like, thank you for, you know, loaning your, your husband out. That's yeah, well, really thank nice you to I mean, your wife. <laughs> and your kids. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Genuine feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're big boys and girls here. You know, I mean, we make those choices. I just know that, like, I remember there was this period in my career where everything was going well, and I had the management agent, and I was doing everything that, like, I was dreaming of doing, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm still not happy. Like, yeah. why not? I'm a whole this suspense. Wait, <laughs> we don't like that. <laughs> this is supposed to be awesome, you know? Uh, and uh, so I just had to recalibrate. And uh, it took me a while to really figure out what, what I wanted, which is to have a family and that, uh, and uh, you know, and have not just music as a life. Um, you know, one day, one week you're doing your career too much. And then the next week you're, you're like, oh man, maybe I'm neglecting my career. But that's any that's any business. Yeah. That's anything that you're I was in, gonna say so. yeah. I think that's really in any in any career that happens because you you have to find yeah. the career balance. But I mean you still have to find that balance because I mean you said you were in Guam, you were in Hawaii, right? So you went to these places yeah, Guam, and you Hawaii, went to play, and, right? So Yeah, I'm Allison in Seattle. I mean, if yeah. I don't go on tour, I don't mean Allison, I'm not talking to you ladies. Yeah, so, I mean, yes. uh, you know. so, so you got to do Seattle, it. You got to Guam. You know, and I'm I'm excited to do it. Me, that's been my whole thing is trying to figure out uh, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing on this earth here. I guess. Well, get too deep about it, but. So, but you know. one thing, I mean, you had so many years of music, and you said you reached all these goals, and you didn't have that happy feeling, and you realized, oh, I want the family. But what's important about that is 
as you grow and you reach goals, you make new goals and it's just a cycle. Mm. It's supposed to keep on going. Yeah. So as you succeed, okay, well, I did tour. Now what's the next step? There's always a next step. And so right now it's the young family, home life. Like there's always a shining light of balance where you have two things that you know, like two main hats. You're like, you're supposed to have new goals. You're supposed to have it change. You're supposed to realize, okay, I did that. Yeah. That happiness can't sustain for the rest of your life. Well, and that's just growth. Yes. Yeah. It's like, and that's so you're on the right yeah. out. It's the right path. I, definitely. And I, it takes you a while, especially when you're in your own life to realize that it, you know, it actually sounds a lot better when you say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can just record uh, that and play that anytime you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, a, as an alarm when I wake up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just replay it every morning in your brain. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to yeah. change. It's supposed to become something. You yeah. did reach mm-hmm. the goal. Yeah. And so now it's, now how do I take this level of my life and this success and go, to yeah. a, a new level and it's adding a yeah. family is a level up it it adds yeah. a whole new part of your life mm-hmm. and you're still balancing it you're still succeeding in music you're still going out and playing Thank you. and being there for your family yeah so oh, man i need to I need to have this once a week soon <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so i'll let you know Jessica and i call it. this a Melissa and Jesse therapeutic experience because we have a lot of insight. I I can see why now. Yeah. A lot of insight on things. And Jesse, she's really smart. (laughs) You know, it's easy to see. (laughs) Well, wait. From the outside. Yeah. It's easy to evaluate it from the outside and to say, no, I mean, we can see the goals that you've reached. We can see the success. It's in the numbers and we can see. Mm the new level. Yeah. Like, I'm a mom and we have a podcast. Yeah. Like, I know we have to day. juggle things too. And how old your daughter? I have son. three kids. I have an 11 oh, year old, nine. a nine year old and a five year old. Yeah. Oh, I way have, to go. I have kids. My son is going to be 22. Oh, and then no, I have no seven. way. What, what are you? <laughs> you were young. You were yeah. young. You well, were young. I'm, I'm going on 43, so I'm I'm up there. I mean, I wasn't too young. Now that you've reached the okay. the goal of a family, what what is your next goal? Absolutely, I I really want to get involved with other uh, singer and songwriters and and write songs for them in a in a little bit of a different atmosphere, like be a part of a studio with this genre and other genres that I'm like. I want to do it the old style way. A lot of, you know, you send files to people. I want to be there. I want people to be coming to my studio or me going to their studio and, and like vibing out and like figuring out what part of their life is and write about them as characters and write something personal for other people that I relate to as well. And you hope other people do. I like the pressure of being in the studio, having to write something. I've written so much about my life. I'd like to dig in with other people and like, yeah. like we're talking now. Yeah. Just the same way. You know, I did it with artists out of Nashville and we, we wrote a great song the first day and you catch that, that lightning. Um, you know, I've written whatever, 70, 80 songs about my life, basically, you know, you need other people's energy to continue to write things that are fresh. I, I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's my own experience, but I well, kind of am like. You need other people I'm, I'm, to have I'm experiences here. to write about. I mean, you can't have every experience. It's almost like the old way that the old labels, record labels used to do it. They used to sit in a room and, you know, smoke cigarettes by a piano and a <laughs> guitar yeah. and have to knock out something by the end of the day. Not, I mean, I don't smoke cigarettes, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever, whatever we got to do to get the job done. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, i'd really love to yeah there you go yeah. the <laughs> you know matt i've been manifesting some things like that lately and it, it's been happening i'm gravitating towards people who are like that and 
Yeah. Uh, I'm in a really good place in my life. And I feel like I wish I would have done this sooner. I always said to my wife, she's younger than me, but I said, I wish I would have found you sooner. So I could have just got to here like five years prior. Yeah. But, but um, you never would have been can't. the same person at all. Yeah. A different person. Yeah, yeah. All those lessons that you, you learned in those five years uh, had to be learned uh, for you to be humble and yeah. proud at the same time and know your hard work gave you what you what have you had. now. Because then you may not have appreciated yeah. it five years ago. You got to be positive in this business too. And I moved out uh, by myself and, and couldn't really quite trust people for a while. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the Sicilian in me and uh, the East Coaster in me. It took me a little while in the business. You know, I'm just overprotective. Sometimes I wish I had that time back. But like I said, well, that's good advice because I don't trust anybody. Yeah, you. I know it's hard. It's hard, especially when you when you're talking about something as personal as music to you and. Especially you know, you have, how you said you write it about your own life. So it's more personal and more meaningful to you. What yeah. happens with these songs? Mm. I, I respect artists like you who, who give us a piece of you, not just a piece of whatever you want to say, not a fake version of what you're sh producing to us. I like that. The more people that you connect with, the more opportunities you have. And so, yeah. Okay. So we have our 50th episode coming up and we want to get everyone together who we've had on our show and do like a mashup where everybody gets together and records something together, which is exactly how you said, like, it could be a new song. Yeah. It could be something yeah. you already have, but yeah. that vibe is what we want because that's what this community community is about is everybody getting together yeah. and just spreading the love because music yeah. is love. And so the more people that you can com collaborate with and yeah. work with, the more love and energy you can absorb and share. I'm really impressed by your fans uh, about what you do for the musicians. Uh, this scene, uh, I don't know much other. I don't hear about this. I mean, I, I've gone on the road for like, 25 dates and stated 25 houses you know what i mean like kyle so, smith just did that you know, for his yeah. tour they couch hop yeah i know yeah. kyle smith is where i would is doing what i did when i was in when 20 in 2008 and 9 and i yeah, I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I keep telling him to rest because he needs to rest. Everybody yeah. says Part that. Yeah. Him. We're like, you need, to, you need to stop for a minute. I know he's yeah. got a huge motor. He's got a huge motor, but you know. Yeah. And I've been where he is. I, I think I saw him post about uh, loneliness and I'm just like, bro, I've been yeah. there. You work so been hard there. that you forget you, how to rest and you forget how to actually have yeah. fun doing the things that you enjoy doing. And then you forget what you enjoy doing. Okay. So who would you yes. like to work okay. with? Not by a month. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If you could work with. Would I like to work with? Yeah. In any genre? Yeah. Any genre. Or just this genre. Any genre. Oh man, I'd love to work. Um, well, I am trying to work with the elevators. That that I hope is going to happen. I'm trying to get the perfect song for them to be on uh, with me at some point. That's oh, that's, that's something I've been working on for a while. So it's just got to be it's got to be a home run. Oh man, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, I'd like to write something with that uh, Nathan from Ayaterra. I'd rather have him sing because that guy could really fucking sing. So if you could write a type of song, what kind of song do you think you would have his voice sing? Like a love song or a hardcore song? Oh, I'd probably do a little more hard, hardcore. I'd want to get something with some balls to it, a little more, got some punk rock to it and test out his range. The, ram the, the rambling down the highway song yeah. or something with him. He's very talented. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of guys. I don't want to leave people out. I just met some people in Guam that are just like incredible singers, three-part harmonies. They're like, I'd love to sit in a room with those, with that band and be like, let's write a soul song. It's like, turn these words Man. into magic. Yeah. 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 It's, it's amazing because a lot of times you could see, you'll see like 
Otis Redding songs and you just see the lyrics written out and they don't seem like much. And then you see someone deliver yeah, these like, lyrics oh. like, with a voice like that. And you're like, wow, what a great, uh, well-written song. Uh, uh, Krungbin, yeah. if I had my dream, you ever hear of Krungbin? They don't have many. That would be an absolute dream. That's like shooting for the stars is uh, writing, writing a song with Krungbin. That would probably be like the dream of all dreams. Yeah, it's it's Thai funk. They uh, did okay. a national <laughs> tour. With that sounds yeah. cool, though. So do you listen to reggae or is there like a different genre of music that you would pr- that you usually listen to? Like, what do you like? I've, I've been listening to like a lot of old, old reggae, like Gregory Isaacs and uh, Dennis Brown and Toots and the Marleys. I haven't, I have not listened as much reggae rock be- just because I don't want it to like seep into what I'm doing. Um, cause if I listen to something long enough, then it like, and I'll write a song and I'll be like, Oh shit, like that it. sounds like, <laughs> yeah. And then you gotta be careful about that. Like getting into your subconscious. Even well, what you listen to, there's a weird balance of how you described it. You're listening to certain things because you don't want a different style to affect the style that you put out. Yeah. So that's the same where you have to have balance between career and family and life and everything there's balance even in what you choose to play in music that surrounds you it's how is this going to affect me later listening to this song and so i mean music is such an important part in people's lives it's it's fucking magical yeah it is it is these people are great like why why are they great why is the jackson i mean we know why jackson five is great they're just amazing singers and you know, I'll listen to John Prine and Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan and, you know, go to Hendrix and go to the Grateful Dead and try to be like, why are these songs great? Lou Reed. Lou Reed, I wrote a bunch of stuff because the pandemic was so depressing that yeah. I just put on like Velvet Underground. I put on a lot of Velvet Underground and I ended up with a couple of songs that came out from that. And I still don't know what the hell to do with it. They're done. It's done. But I want to put out a reggae record first and then... Because everybody's kind of been waiting on that type of record from me. I don't want to come out with some crazy ass shit. <laughs> They're all wait. Oh, that's like- <laughs> <laughs> culture shock. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like give them, give them that, and then give them something else after that. To like, okay, well, I still have this. If I don't dig it, I still have this. Yeah. We recently spoke with some of the guys from Lake Dub, and. They have a lot of the same thing where some of them are in like a spaghetti Western kind of band as well. And then they're also putting out a reggae record, but they're also going to do an EDM. Like more like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's three genres right there from the same people sitting at this table. The music that you need in whatever moment, it's not all going to be from the same genre. Sometimes yeah. you need something that hits hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you need something soft and soulful. And, you know, it's a skill to be able to make music covering all those bases. So good job. <laughs> EDM Spaghetti Western Band. That sounds pretty fucking incredible. Reggae. Don't forget reggae. <laughs> and reggae, yeah. <laughs> EDM yeah. Spaghetti Western Reggae. Yeah, with dub. You can get the dub. Get some dub in there. Do yeah. a dub version. <laughs> Like the they're making well, an album right now. Yeah, Hit them up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're in the thick of it. Jump in I, there. I used to play shows right now, working hard. Yeah. Like so when will you be in town? So when are you coming out here? Uh, I'm back <laughs> September September fourth. I'm playing that dry diggings fest, but I think we're going to be rehearsing down in SoCal. And I'd actually wanted to write a song. Maybe that'd be a good record a song with some of my band out there. So that might be a good time to do that. I'll maybe get Lou involved. Yeah, do well, it. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, we say I, yes. Yes, <laughs> I mean, tell us when we'll be there. Yeah, so let. what else do you have coming up? Since you're looking, this is a good time. What do you have yeah, coming up? Oh, yeah. What the calendar says? Pimp yourself out. Denver and Pueblo, Colorado. I'm doing uh, some acoustic shows there. And then uh, Atlantic City, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Then I'm doing the Everwild Festival with... Uh, Trabadelic and Article Sound System and 30 Heads. Um, that should be dope. I'm like playing the late night, the late out, the late night out set 
which is cool. I was supposed to do it acoustic, but I'm bringing the band because the next day I'm playing this cool thing in PA called Music Fest. Um, that's in Bethlehem, PA. Then Dry Diggings. I'm playing a cool little porch fest. Uh, that's in Asbury. Phoenix in October. Uh, and also Yuma, Arizona. I'm playing... Uh, then I'm in November, I'm playing a uh, cool tour with K-Bong and Johnny Cosmic and Tropidelic. That's like five shows, six shows in Florida, uh, which is Dang. dope. And then I'm going to go to Key busy. West. Yeah, I'm doing some Key West shows. I'm, ac I'm actually stoked on the Key West because my wife and I love going down there. And I got this residency, this place I go. And so we make a vacation out of it. We're spending Thanksgiving down there. So oh, that's rad. That, hey, is, that was going to be that a question. Is. Do you bring your family Yeah, I was going to ask and that too. So oh, does your family not, go with you a I lot mean, or no, not much. I mean, I'm not, I'm not tour busing um, yeah. really. So, but if they can, uh, like, like you said, like a vacation trip out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's just, she's so little. We're, it's our first kid too. We're so overprotective. It's just a way. That's okay. Right You're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's going to be one next week, though. So that's why okay. uh, she, on the 15th, she'll be one years old. So we're, that's what Happy I was birthday. in the backyard. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. I'm putting out a new song, too. I'll, I just posted a picture of it. It's called The Garden, which is funny because we're working in my wife's garden, Butterfly Garden. Oh, and cool. uh, I just wanted to write a love song about my wife. And so that's. Do you prefer to write um, acoustic or acoustic music or like full band electric i see you have both hanging behind you on the wall which one do you grab yeah i uh, the acoustic generally i i do like i feel like if you can write a song completely on the acoustic guitar then it, it and it's good then it could translate to a full band but it, like you should be able to sit with most songs and have an acoustic version of it and and it translate that way probably because i played a lot of acoustic i really still and still enjoy playing acoustic a lot talk about freedom and oh. only having one other guy with you on the road i want to get me a nice sprinter and fix it all up and go out with the family and kind of do like a couple of shows and go camping and you know make it fun my wife loves nature and that'd be cool make, make it like little vacations instead of such hard work so the acoustic can make that a uh, possibility rather than, you know, dragging seven guys camping with you or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So what, um, what instruments I see different instruments, what all, what instruments do you play? I'm really just a guitar player and singer. Uh, I, I mess around with piano a little bit, but I just got into that later uh, in my life, the last four or five years. I've tried, tried to get, I was doing a lot of work on piano I actually did a couple songs i prefer i love the the guitar and i'll always be a guitarist if i could start over it's a little hard later in life to be good at piano like very good yeah you know? <laughs> i have <arthritis>. yeah <laughs> yeah, I yeah. That. Uh, carpal carpal tunnel carpal tunnel by now yeah <laughs> It'd be cool during a set to kind of hop up and play like a couple songs yeah. on, on piano just to show that I can. Or I, I, you know, I used to be such a vagabond. I used to bounce all over the place. I think even when I lived in California, in San Diego, I lived in like seven places in 10 years or something crazy. Yeah. Dang. Uh, like, and so I was never really able to set up like anything big. I was you know, I we I slept on a lot of couches in my younger days and didn't have a lot to show for it. So I looking at your music career, it does look like you have plenty to show for it. Yeah. There's 80 songs or something you said to show it. And that's that's a good accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah, it never feels like enough. Yeah. It always feels like I need another record, but uh I mean, I'm sure kind of people wouldn't be sad. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want I want to do a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more collaborating and writing in these coming years. I know it, it's things are starting to happen again. It, I kind of was out off on my own for a little while. And I'm just glad that I'm back in the scene and talking to people that are, you know, down to work with me. I think it's going to be a productive 
next couple of years and nothing like a young kid to get the fire burning too. It's, right. It's like, where can people find you? Like where do you have a uh, website? Do you where? Yep. Mike Pinto music.com and Mike Pinto music is my Instagram and Spotify. You can find me on that on where should I be telling people? I got a YouTube page too. Um, they say title pays the most out, but I don't know anybody who listens to title. Uh, it's all like hip hop, I guess. A lot of hip hop, but I guess I'm on title. Um, I haven't heard of I that one. So shit, yeah. Tell us where if yeah. that pays. Ooh. Find me at a show. You know, come to the well, show. Yeah, and, yes, I like and your that. your tour dates and everything are up on your website, right? So everybody they can find yeah. all of the dates. Yeah. Because you named so many places that they can see you play. We have people that watching all over. So that's really cool that you're going to be playing all over. Yeah, I might, yeah you are all over. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, much love to everyone. Thank you. Is, if you've ever heard of me, appreciate, uh, you know, talking about the journey. Because the journey is, is everything, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to appreciate it. If you can understand now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on working on enjoying every day. I've been getting a lot of love lately and I need to be, I'm finally like in the place where I'm more grateful for that than ever. So I can't let you go until I ask this question. It's very special to me. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Oh, I love it. Everybody does that. (laughs) I want to, I want to give a good answer. I, this is hard. Why, why is it so hard for me? You know why it's hard? It's a personal question. You, you have to yeah. evaluate the traits in yourself that you would transfer into a new body. So you have to go in and consider what you like the most about yourself. That's why it's hard. Yeah. Some kind of a flying, a flying animal at this point in time. I think I, we're talking about freedom, right? right. Uh, so I guess like, if I could be, first of all, I'd love to be a hawk or an eagle because my, my eyes are shit now. So I'd love to have their eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I missed that 2020. And, and if you're a hawk or eagle, you're like kind of on the top of the food chain. You're not like a something that's going to get eaten. I don't but know yeah, there is a lot are. of freedom in flying. Yeah. Yeah. The freedom of flying. Even even the way they they you know the male gets the female and they're playing along they're flirting in the trees and they're bouncing off it I think that's that's pretty sweet. I can't wait to hear the song you wrote, the love song you wrote. I'm sure it's beautiful. Oh yeah, (laughs) when I have a new record, I'll hopefully play some great uh, CD release parties. I'm hoping that's going to happen by the new year. That's my plan. I think I have I have another tour I can't really talk about till uh, that's in January. And then after that is hopefully I'll have a record ready to, to roll. For, for right now, I'm going to keep hitting this reggae. I'm going to start writing more reggae songs because I'm feeling that again. And uh, some of these young artists are ex- inspiring me to want to continue to do it. So nice. You said you're the happiest you've been in forever. And now you feel the reggae vibe again. Yeah. And yeah. that's nice. It brought you back to the reggae vibe. That means vibe. reggae is happy. <laughs> Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I think you're right because uh, it's the connection in the right. family and the everything that you get from it too. You know. Yeah, you gotta trust the vibe uh, and wherever it takes you. Yeah, I'm 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 liking where I'm going right now, and things are opening up. So I got that reggae sound again, and this record will probably be more of a reggae record. And then uh, maybe in the winter, I'll drop something. <laughs> <laughs> called the winter session something with it's a little more darker not not right now i'm too happy to be writing dark stuff at this moment so just keep at it well but, we uh, appreciate it and we appreciate yeah we we are so sorry that we took you from your gardening or your building of things <laughs> <laughs> i i super appreciate you hitting us back oh, up you want to see? Oh, do we get to? Yeah. Lady? Yeah, here's a, this is my wife and uh, and daughter Hi. Sophia. Oh, oh my goodness. Happy birthday. This is my family. This is what it's all about. Well, thank you so much for letting us have some of your family time. Yeah. You know, and all the family time you give us when you let him go out and entertain and go on yeah. tour. Yeah. 
We are the Hi. Hi. That's yeah, the best. Right there. Uh -huh. That's the home ownership. Home ownership is yeah. nice, to you. nice meeting you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we have to get the whole yard ready on the garden and the house, and yeah, like, just because we're gonna party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and mess it all up. I know. <laughs> Thank you again a hundred times. Thank yeah, you so much. We really appreciate you. your time. Thanks for spreading the word, and have a good day. All we right. will. And we love Bye. your music. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, um, can't wait to hear the new stuff. Bye. Cool. Bye, ladies. <laughs> you know what I really loved a lot is that he said talking to us was like therapy. Yeah. And I really liked that because we hear that a lot. It's a therapeutic experience because they leave us feeling very good and feeling lifted up. Yeah. And um, that's what we like to do to, for people. And that's why we do what we do. A Honestly, of, that's how we met. Yeah. It was one of us was low, the other needed to be picked up. And so we did. And it just went back and forth. And when we interview these people, it feels amazing to be able to remind them of the hard work that other people can see that they may have forgotten about because they're still fucking working hard. Yeah, you know, a lot of artists are in that place where they need people to boost them up. They're, yes. They're, they don't realize how awesome they are. Yes. They don't realize how important they are. They don't realize that we realize how hard they work. That's another reason we do what we do is so that we can show people the effort and the hard work that goes into everything that they do. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you how many artists we've talked to who are like, oh my God, thank you for saying that. And they're not I thinking mean, everybody us. too. They're thanking the fans. Yeah. And Mike Pinto specifically yeah. thanked the fans of the reggae genre. Yeah. It wasn't us. He said you guys, which we are fans. It's we, all of you listening. We we are you guys. I mean, we, we are all each other when yeah. it comes down to it. One love. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was cool to be able to, like, talk about all the experiences with him and gauge the growth and break it down into those different sections of life because when you tell your own story, you don't specifically think about it that way. So one of the things that about the labyrinth is how... Um, Sarah starts out wanting one specific thing in like her story and she's like, I just want freedom and I'm Goblin King, <laughs> Goblin King, take this child far away from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly like that. Goblin King, Goblin King, wherever you may be. <laughs> I, I know, I don't know the whole thing. <laughs> so, I mean, she doesn't know it either. And that's part of the point of the movie is that she doesn't know the right shit to say. Yeah. Um, and when we were talking to Mike Pinto, he kept talking about like he doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't know what level or he doesn't know what's next. It, not that he didn't know, but just that there were so many different parts of his life. And I thought it was funny because like throughout the labyrinth, she keeps going through all these different and learning different and, things and yes. And having to go through different experiences and meeting way different kinds of people yes apparently. <laughs> yeah. yes and it's this whole journey and then at the end it ends with her and like her little brother it's like her and there's this little baby <laughs> and in his interview it ended and it was him and his little baby <laughs> it is crazy it is crazy and that's why we chose what we chose so i just thought it was fun <laughs> and i was like oh dang like I don't know. There was a lot of parallels that we didn't really see or do on purpose. Yeah, we usually don't. And it's really cool because shit like this happens. And it's like it was supposed to be. We've been planning this episode for a long ass time. Yes. And we couldn't figure out what, what interview or like what when. episode to use the Labyrinth for. And I think Labyrinth was a really good metaphor for making your way through the labyrinth of the music industry and the music scene. Yeah. Yes, and so Mike was saying how he was able to build his career. He went through all of the trials, the tribulations. He went through the labyrinth, and then he was able to successfully land his music on iTunes at the correct time to where that supported him through the rest of his journey through it. Like... You, it's about building. It's about leveling yeah. up. It's about getting to that next level. And that's how it was in the movie as well. Yes. And so one of the things that he, he said, and this is where I was going with this, and it took me a long time to get there, but he said he didn't want anyone else to be in charge. Just like when Sarah says, you have no power over me. <laughs> you do it your way. And as long as you're learning every time you try and level up. You learn the lessons, like she said. Yeah. 
people can't have that power over you and you can do it your way and you're more successful that way than you will be if you do it per industry standard, yeah. if that makes sense. The other thing is, is the movie also shows that you need a team behind you to do it. Yeah. You need those people because you need the... <laughs> the the teamwork that was in that movie is exactly the kind of teamwork that you need in life from the people around you. Yep. Is to push you to do better. Should you need us? Should you need us? That's us. Dirty Sisters. Uh, should you need us? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, it was cool. Like, we picked the labyrinth. It was a last-minute decision for this to be the theme to go with yeah his interview but it it fit perfectly and I don't know it just made sense in my head like you think you want to go one way you think you want one thing you start doing it you get a little further in your career and you're like wait that's not actually don't go that way yeah <laughs> and then you're like oh fuck okay new direction and then you get this far and then you're like fuck new direction are you sure you want to knock on that door yeah, and then you, like, end up down, and the hands are dropping you, and then you're fighting machine robots and climbing ladders. Like, there's... Running through stairs that are upside down. <laughs> Holy shit. Where am I even? <laughs> and so, I don't know. I like the metaphor of it, and we really appreciated him giving us his time and talking about all that stuff because he said a lot of things that can fit for many people in the music industry. Yeah. They can't do it without fans. And so one of the questions that we always ask is how can the fans help you guys? Like, of course, buy the merch. You're a walking billboard for them. If you like them, make other people like them, wear their shit, yeah. buy their stuff. It pays for their gas and their hotel rooms so that they can tour. It pays for the hours that they spend in a, in a studio recording because they do have to pay for that. Yeah. Like, join their join their fan pages. Share the music. Play the music. But one thing I that, was going <laughs> to say, what this well, is you were telling one. me this the other day. Yes, one. I've heard a couple artists on Facebook talking about how they had a sudden boost in streams and they couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It was Russ Bomb was telling this reels, stories, all of those things on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, when you and add Snapchat a song, too. yeah, Snapchat, when you add a song to all of those things, it counts as a stream for that artist. Every time you post a picture and a story, attach a song to it, the artist will get paid faster for that than they will collecting them on iTunes. Yeah. It's Oftentimes, not always, but more attainable platform and it's used more often so it can build their streams faster. So if you have favorites, attach their songs to your shit. Yeah, and it'll help make them go viral as well because the more shares something gets, the bigger it is. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, it's just the algorithms of the medias. It's all the numbers. So the more stories it's attached to, the more eyes that it sees, the more times it can be shared. And then people now can like do duets and attach shit to things I don't know Melissa had to learn all that oh yeah I'm learning all the TikTok out. things because um, that's my job <laughs> and so if you guys Nummy. ever want to follow us or help like or comment on our stuff um, it is a nameless production on TikTok I, it's a big thing so attach the things because that helps them and you know it it gets them where they want to be a little bit faster and it's such an easy thing you guys are all fucking around on your phones anyways <laughs> right? So ta-da! And then you can help them. Ooh, and talking about helping out, um, we dropped some new merch on our website. Yep, um, we did. Jesse drew up some really cool um, sober designs. There's Cali California sober ones, um, which is really, really badass. Um, probably one of my favorite ones that she did. There's for... Cali sober and there's sober squad. Oh, okay, yes. So you can go on DirtySisters.org and grab those. They'll be up for a while. And then we have our summer line that's out too. Grab those as well. Because that supports us the same as it does all of these bands. Because we create all of our backdrops and we pay for gas to go interview these people so that we can help them and advertise them for free, basically. You know, we're just here to share their music and their story that, and nothing else. So anytime you guys can help us, 
it helps every band that we get to talk to. Right. Buy the merch because that helps us a lot. There's other cool shit there, too. If you're not sober, there's other stuff because we've got something for everybody. Yeah, there's skull designs. There's mermaid, octopus designs. There's a gnome design, I think. Yeah, Davy Gnomes. So check it out. I mean, it's a lot of fun shit, and we update our merch every couple months, and it's always a surprise. And it's me who does it. I have many jobs, you guys didn't know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very sweaty. Yeah, so we're going to say goodbye, and peace out.